so annoying. It's okay. Uh, 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 nope. Nope. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nope. Uh. It's okay. You know, for for all of you that want to get into the outdoor industry, just remember. Ah, ah, ah. No, no, no. Hold on now. Hold on now. Don't do that. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Guys, we have a very special episode for you here today. We do. Because Cal and I tried to start this podcast an hour and a half ago. Dude, don't press preface it like that. You're saying it like this is the podcast we weren't planning on doing the whole week. <laughs> this is the podcast we've been planning on doing for you guys for the last 45 minutes, okay? And But we got sidetracked and talked about the business side of things, and we're just so... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Anyway, we're going to give you guys what you've been wanting, which is... A lot of people have been asking for a gear episode and here and here's the thing guys when and we here's say the thing. when we say that it's so annoying when influencers on instagram are like here's my skin routine you guys have been asking for no one's been asking you for your fucking skin scare <laughs> skincare routine but, but here, here's the deal a lot of people have been asking us what coats you use what guns you use do you like this kind of ammo what kind of goose call should i buy so here we are giving you this episode coming up and we're going to go right into it. All right, motherfuckers. What up? What up? What up? <laughs> so hardcore. What's up, motherfuckers? Jeez, man. Chill I'm, out. Dude, I'm just raging against You just the know there's some guy. I mean, our average audience is, what, 25 to 40? Mm-hmm. You know there's some 35-year-old guy with two kids in the backseat right now with this on in the truck, and it opens. <laughs> Sup, motherfuckers? Dude, this used Perfect. to be called the Uncensored Podcast, and now it's just Midwest Flyways Podcast because it's easier to find. So, and that's okay. Right. And that's okay. So, right. you should know at this point, if you're an avid listener, that there might be a couple of curse words in there. Right. Now, will it be right at the beginning? Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. It could be. Maybe, dude. And and Joey said that he's sorry about that. Oops. I'm not sorry about that. Ah. Honestly, it's just who I am, man. It's yeah. just who I am. No. Yeah. And that's and that's potty why we're mouth. doing this podcast for you is so that we can be potty mouths and right. we can be who we are because all of us waterfowlers are a little bit on the sketchy side. Yeah, you're a little weird. Just a little bit. Now, I want to throw this out there because I don't want to encourage, okay? If you just heard that and thought it's okay... <laughs> That you're a little on the sketchy side. <laughs> I wanted to deter you right now. It's actually not okay. And if you side. if you care about you know what's best for the world, you need to think about that today. Meet me on the sketchy side. Welcome <laughs> to the sketchy side of life. Oh my! You God. like to no. shoot those green That's actually the worst, isn't it? Where people are fucking extremely disrespectful of you. <laughs> so disrespectful. So disrespectful. I know. I love that. Do you remember um um Big Fat Liar? Oh yeah, of course. Where whenever he starts talking, he just starts the key like <laughs> <laughs> like the ignition started. Yep. <laughs> That's immediately what it made yeah. me think of. Oh yeah. Now it hurt my head and I got blood red mad at you. You did. Yep. Yeah. Yep, as soon as you, ah, 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 ah. I so know, it's the worst. Don't ever it's, do that again. It is the worst. Wow. Wow. <laughs> really? Wow. So anyway. Oh, classic old Wilson. All so right. guys, I'm, me personally and Midwest Flyways are getting asked constantly, hey man, what should I buy for a duck call? What should I buy for a goose call? Yeah. So 
Let's just break it down. And I'm just going to direct them to this episode. What episode number is this going to be? No idea. We don't have episode numbers. Every podcast we make is so unique and so cool <laughs> that I'm not, I don't do it on what oh everyone else does God. where it's like a numbered podcast. They are numbered though. No, no. In Apple. No, they're not. They're not anymore because now it's in an unknown season. I did not make a season for this. Really? Yeah. We don't have seasons. Hmm. It's just in, it's a collective is what we're going to call it. Okay. So for everyone listening, if the you're collective, gonna, if you're ever going to ask us, what should I, what gear what, review, this will be probably review. called like gear review 2021. And now it's going to be a little ra- gear picks. It's going to be a little racy here. I'm going to tell you what I do and don't like. Yeah. We're I'm just going to straight gonna, up. Yeah. Tell and we might argue a little bit about a couple options, you know, a couple things and try to prove our points. Then we'll move on very quickly though. That's okay. Cause you know, we can argue on tangents. Let's start with guns, Cal guns. Okay. Now, you have shot a decent amount of guns at this point. I have. In your and career. I want to say, too, okay, um, preface all this. This is just the stuff that we used. This is, I want to go through stuff we used this year. Okay. okay. So, like, well, it's obviously the experiences you have leading up to this year is the reason you're using it. We could talk about this forever otherwise. Okay. 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 Um, so, so far, mm-hmm. what is your favorite gun to shoot? Honestly, my favorite gun to shoot is my Weatherby Element 20 gauge. It is. Um, why though? Why why would someone want to buy a Weatherby? It feels Element? naughty. <laughs> it feels and in, naughty. in the sense that it is so light and it's so it just feels so small mm. that it feels like I shouldn't you know I shouldn't be out there and crushing birds with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know the guys shoot. 28 gauges you know i know i know that it's just you know that gun is just small it's compact it's not bulky i don't know i just feel like i kind of feel like a little kid you know when you get like a bb gun really yeah a little bit because you like you got the bb gun it doesn't really do shit you know but like you can shoot a rabbit maybe in the backyard with this gun i'm like it's so light you know it's like a red rider you know it's like meant to be I don't know, man. That's how I feel a little bit with it. That's my favorite gun right now. Um, I, I do like, I really do like my Retay Masai Mara. Mm. I really do like that gun. The only thing I don't love is the... Um, the safety? The safety, I don't really like. It's sharp. <coughs> and then also the... Uh, I don't know the specific... I'm trying to think of the specific word. You press the button and it pushes the bullet forward. Um, oh, the... The click, the... Let's just call it a bolt release. Whatever, yeah. That click is like sharp on the corners. Okay. That's the only things I don't really love. So you don't like the Masai Mara? No, no, I the, do. Li- no, you don't. So you do like it. Yep. But if you could change it, it would make the safety and the button that clicks the shell into the gun. Yeah. The um, You would make them less sharp. Yeah, the corners are sharp, man. And like you don't want to be, I don't know. Would you say... So I've shot, bulky I've shot your Rite. Yep. And, um, you know, the Rite is based off of, this is the Rite, the 18i, Beretta made a knockoff, whatever. All those guns are a knockoff of the Benelli M2 is what right. they are. Yep. And so because of that, when it pulls up to my face, it feels unfucking real. Like what the, two, does? the two beads, the... Any of those guns, the 18i oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the Weatherby, the Masai Mara. No, 18i. Oh, okay. The 12 gauge. Um, and then 
the Masai Mara. So they all pull up exactly the same. Sure. Because uh, Benelli lost out on that patent. And then there's a Beretta that feels just like it. So now with guns, in my opinion, it's all preference. There is no one gun that's better than the other as long as it pulls up to your face and it feels like butter. Sure. It's going to be gold. If it's gold, the trigger will fold, you know? Sure. As long as it feels good to you. And so I, I suggest everyone listening to the podcast to go to Shields, Cabela's, Bass, Bass Pro, Pro. Yeah, Max, what, wherever. Whatever, and pull up every gun to your face and pull it into your shoulder where it feels prime and then look down the beads and say, oh, yeah, this feels good. Yep. You know? And so... And it is a preference thing. Like, if you go in there and thing. you pick out a, you know, I don't know, whatever... If you pick out a freaking Remington, you know, semi-auto, a Versa Max or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's not like the Benelli, it's not the most popular gun or whatever, you should shoot that gun. Whatever you pull up and feels good for you, it doesn't matter if you go into the blind and someone says, you're shooting a Mossberg. It doesn't matter, man. Right. You're the one that's shooting the birds. So, and then, so here's the best example. I know so many fucking people who shoot an 870. 100%. Remington 870. And then I also know a lot of people who shoot a Super Black Eagle 2 or 3. You know, the price point is ridiculously different. Mm-hmm. From 370 to 2000 with tax, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but if you pull up that gun and it feels good, mm-hmm. go for it. Yep. I don't give a shit. But I tell you what, my personal opinion, that 20 gauge element from Weatherby lit. I fucking What love do you like about it? It pulls up just like a Benelli. And so what I mean by that is when I pull up a Benelli to my face, the beads line up perfectly to where I don't have to look down the beads. There are several gun manufacturers out there to where when you pull it up to your shoulder, the way that I pull it up to my shoulder, it does not match up. So you will shoot low, high, to the right, whatever. So that's what I mean by a preference thing where... Um, when I pull up a Benelli to my face, that's what I grew up shooting. I grew up shooting a Benelli Supernova 20 gauge. And so when I, I pulled that thing up so many fucking times in my face. So my body is used to that. Now someone else might be used to a Winchester or a Remington or whatever. And another thing that really accounts for it is weight. Mm -hmm. So when you swing through a bird, you know, a lot of people don't like inertia guns. Because it's not heavy enough. Mm-hmm. And they feel the recoil more. So now I grew up not feeling that recoil. Sure. Because I held it so tight against my arm. Yeah, yeah. But when now, at this point, I'm so used to inertia guns and the weight that when I go and swing through, it's like, I don't have to think about it one bit. However, if I pull up a gas gun, they're at least a pound heavier. It will affect my shot. Sure. 100%. Just because of what I'm used to. So I'm used to inertia guns. I've been shooting Benelli's my entire life. Obviously, the Supernova 20-gauge pump is a pump. So mm-hmm. like, it's just as heavy as a... Now, don't quote me on this. It's just as heavy as an inertia. As, as a gas gun. You would think so. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> but um, anyway. Yeah. Back, so back to anyway, your favorite gun... My favorite gun right is, now is a Benelli. Yeah. Okay. And so the way that that 20 gauge element pulls up for $600, it feels like a Benelli M2 20 gauge. Yeah. And I grew up shooting that 20 gauge pump. And then my dad had an M1 20 gauge 
And they're just like the same fucking gun. Yeah. The same fucking gun. And so when I pull up that Weatherby element, feels like the same gun. Sure. Straight up. Yeah. I think it's actually lighter because back then they had a lot more metal than they do plastic sure. now. Sure, growing up, you're saying. So. Yeah. And then for a, a 12 gauge, I love that retay. It feels just like a Benelli. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love my Super Black Eagle 3. Right, right. But at the same time, the 18i from Weatherby, yeah. like we were shooting that for two years. Yeah. And that thing feels exactly that, that the same. feels great too. Exactly the same. Yeah. The, the big thing for me is where the company puts the safety. So a lot of Berettas, and I can't remember the other brand now, but um, if you put that safety in front of the trigger, like further towards the yeah, barrel, yeah, yeah. that fucks me up every yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Well, because you're used to clicking then forward. Yep. The point of it, obviously, you understand, is that it's faster that you click and drag back instead of clicking and going forward. Right. But I, I personally like the deliberateness of having to click then go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like starting before you stop. Make, I don't want the steady. starting and stopping to go together. It makes you more steady. I think yeah. because if you're pushing and then pulling back, you're going to pull that trigger a little bit quicker than you would. That's normally. what I'm saying. I want them to be separate actions, not one action <coughs> happening. Correct. Anyway. Correct. Okay. That kind of does it for guns. You feel yeah. good? You feel good about that? I feel okay. good about guns. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's go to decoys. Decoys. Okay. Right. So and this is a heavy topic. Okay. This is a heavy topic. It is a heavy topic. <laughs> and the reason being is because, you know, I think what we need to do right here is be completely unbiased, and I want everyone to know we're about to be. So there's there's price point, there's weight. Yep. There is looks. Yep. There, there's durability. There is durability. There is paint. Um, how it moves in the water. Right. Um. There's one more thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about floaters right now, and then we'll get into full body. Did you say weight? I said weight. Okay. Yep. Okay. Anyway. So. Um, my personal opinion is like we've done a lot of work with Dive Bomb and we've been running their floaters for forever and then they just came out with the Goose floaters this year. Um, their Mallard decoys are fucking sick. Like I, I'm in love with them, dude. And that's because of the weight. That's because of their weights that they use with them. I love their weights and I know a lot of guides that run their weights and they're like I hate them they hold too much memory but I think it's how you tie them up when you're not using sure. them and all that and I've used them in rivers lakes ponds marshes everything mm-hmm. and I love their their uh their mallard floaters because the paint actually does last a while and I left I don't know like 12 hens total probably out in the sun yeah and whatever it did turn them a little bit pink, but at the same time, the durability of their paint, I haven't had any of the paint chip off of there. Sure. Yet. I'm going to be, and I'll be straight up, you know, I think that it's a great decoy for the price point. I think it's a really good that's, decoy. That's what I think. The, the only thing that I would change about the dive bomb decoy is if they flocked their green heads. Mm-hmm. And then if they had more positions. Sure. That's and I'm sure old, that stuff probably coming. That's that's the only thing that I would change about Dive Bomb. The price point, uh-huh. I think the paint is great. I think that the carving itself, I think it's the perfect amount of... Uh, Realism. I think, 
I th- well, yes and no. So like I think that the the deepness of the carving on the decoy where it provides that contrast that you need, you know, because there is a difference between the human eye and the bird eye. Mm-hmm. So what is the bird eye looking for when they're 150 yards above the pond? They're looking for contrast. Sure. You know, and I think that the hens of the dive bombs and I think that the drakes prevent or uh, provide that great darkness in the hens and then that great white that birds are looking for from the sky. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm looking for. And the thing that I, that I was absolutely blown away by, by dive bomb was how much they move in such little wind and current. Mm-hmm. Because I always thought that GHG was the best in keel movement and all that because they have their 60, 40 keel. And I'm pretty sure that means 60 in the front and 40 in the back. Yep. And so that means that like the decoy is moving through the current or through the wind to provide a realistic movement. And I think that's the only leg up. Yeah. No, I know, I know what you're trying to say. Um, I mean, I do, I do get, I will say this. I'm not, I'm not knocking the dive bomb decoy. It's the decoy I'd probably buy. Okay. Right. And the reason I'm going to tell you that right now is two things. Number one, I am of the belief legitimately that a pretty good decoy is just as good as a really good decoy at killing birds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. That's, that's the thing. So in my mind, right, when you're, when you're looking at buying decoys, you're really looking at, and this is just my belief as a hunter, you're really looking at two things. How much are you paying for them and how long will they last? Yep. 100%. Okay? That's, that's the only thing you're looking for. If you're out there to kill birds, and I, I'll be the first to tell you, if you're just starting out and you don't have a shitload of money, go to Walmart. They have six packs of Flambeau decoys for nineteen ninety nine to twenty four ninety nine. Go Go buy what you need. Go yeah. get go get twelve or eighteen or twenty decoys. Get get what you need, man. Just get those decoys for now, and go out and have fun killing birds. Mm-hmm. Now, when you decide that you're tired of buying them decoys every year, right? Then go and spend some money on a decent price point product, and I think that Dive Bomb has that captured. They make a great product at a really really good price. Well, you've seen what I've done to our decoys. This I week. have. I've seen what you do to all the decoys. Yeah, and they've and held up. We've done reviews. Good. I mean, the die bombs have held up really good. And I'll be the first to say, like Lifetime's decoy held up like shit. GHG paint fades like a motherfucker. Yep. Okay. I mean, they look like dog shit. If you leave GHG decoys out for three months in the sun, throw them away. They will look like shit. And and the thing about flambos and hardcore and. Those two for sure, if you leave them out in really cold weather. Yeah. So let's just say you have a decoy that you leave in your boat till you go out in the next time and it, you've had negative weather. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and they hit each other. Mm-hmm. They will crack. crack. They will 100%. crack. And, it, and that's because they're so thin. And that's because they're not EVA plastic or a thick enough plastic. Yep. You know? And that's what it comes down to for me. And that's why my list would be buy dive bombs or G&H. Yeah. Okay. Because there are G&Hs that are in Joey's barn 
that we still use that kill birds and look good, and they are 20 years old. Dude, oh, dude. Maybe more. They are 30. They are 25 right. to 35 and years And it's old. an American company. Yeah. Made in America. I can't remember. I think it's Tennessee. Oh, I, I, I want to say it's Tennessee. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Okay, yeah. so that's for floaters. Yep. Let's and hey, up. I want to say this too, by the way. The Canada floaters that Dabon came out with, I thought were way more badass than their mallards. Their mallards are that's a great price decoy that looks really good. Those those Canadas, those look really good. Yeah. The Love only them. thing the only thing I would say about the Canada floaters is when you bunch them up in the Texas rigs and all that, only do them in sixes. Yeah, well, you definitely can't do because a dozen. a dozen is one too heavy, and then two when they're jumping around in your boat, the heads will start knocking off the flocking. Now, and then here's another thing that I want to get into on floaters. When it comes to the flocking, um, avians trash. Dakotas, trash. trash. Dakotas, I've seen peel faster than a fucking banana. Dakotas peel. (laughs) And and here's... (laughs) Them bitches coming off. They're coming off. Oh, yeah. But um, when it comes to the flocking, I have put a hurting on the dive bomb goose floaters flocking on the heads. But the thing is, it's not peeling. It's not chunks taken out of it. Whereas when I flocked my own decoys i took chunks out of the flocking and it looks weird and Mm -hmm. it looks like a decrepit bird the dive bombs they just lay down on it so it kind of looks like a little bit of a a dark uh, yeah a dark mark like a dark streak on the head sure and so my my uh pro tip for you is to only put them in groups of six because if you do the dozen that's when you're going to start to do damage to your decoys. However, the paint scheme on those goose floaters is fucking unreal. Yeah, the paint scheme is amazing. I think it's better than and avians. And the bodies look really good. I do too. I think it's better than avians. And I they move too. just as good as the ducks do in the water. And they're just fucking awesome, dude. I'm pumped about them. Yeah. Like, that's that's my gear thing of the year is the dive bomb Canada goose floaters. And it sounds like I'm just sucking the dick of dive bomb, but... Honestly, so pumped about those goose floaters. Yeah, they're so, sweet. They are sweet. So sil- silhouettes, full bodies. Yeah, this doesn't have to be a long segment here. <coughs> what, what do you got? So when it comes to duck and goose hunting in a field, mm-hmm. whether you're trying to kill ducks, whether you're trying to kill geese, doesn't matter. There is one that is above all the others when it comes to the full body, and that is the DSD. Yeah, the, D- the DSD goose full body is unmatched. I have hunted with Joe Heinz, Nick Johnson, everyone else that I know that owns a DSD, where you throw out a very minimal spread, and or you put out a huge full body spread, silhouette spread, and then you put out uh, DSDs in the kill hole. You can literally see the difference in the birds when they notice those DSDs, and they just they start acting different. And I still don't know how, like why it makes it a difference, whether it's the flocking, whether it's the, the anatomy, the, the position of the goose, whether it's how you put out your full bodies, the carving, I mean, the carving, I don't know what it is, but they act differently, dude. They truly do. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that. You've, you've, you've I've never hunted hunted over DSDs. Dude, it is, it is weird. 
Sure. Because Joe and I, this is like one of the craziest fucking stories. And I don't know if we talked about it when we had him on one of the 93 times we've had him on our podcast, but him and I set up in this acre field where there's a bunch of junked up cars on the side. And we had a little snow bank and there was no snow in this grass. Sure. It was an acre grass field. And there's a refuge field behind us, meaning no one's ever hunted it. No one can hunt it. Like, no one's ever going to get permission on it, you know? The farmer is giving you the big middle finger. Absolutely not. I don't know if it's in town or what it is, but... And he's like, I think we're going to kill... I think we should be able to traffic some geese flying over it. And then there's a bunch of ducks using the cornfield behind us. So we put up... (laughs) I think it was like three spinning wing decoys and 36 DSDs in this field in front of us. And we had a flock of mallards that was like two, three hundred circling the field behind us. And we start duck calling like crazy. And we run out, turn on the mojos, you know, mm-hmm. come back into the blind. And my dog just shit herself. And that's all I can smell right now. <laughs> it's fucking awful, dude. Um, but <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought, but we start You're talking about we, DSDs. Yeah. Yeah. We start calling at these ducks and these things are doing like a low circle. They're like maybe 10 yards off the ground and they're doing like a low tornado. It's like a hula hoop like over. And then they slowly start bringing themselves towards us. And Joe and I are like, holy shit. And he's filming it. His buddy Luke, uh, Aaron Luke is filming it. And the camera batteries are dying because it's so fucking cold, whatever. And you can just see it, like, where they're just, like, kind of coming, kind of coming, like, kind of thinking about it. The second they made the first pass over those DSDs in the field, dude, their demeanor and their wing beats changed to where it was like, holy shit, they're doing it. What? And we had, like, 100 to 200 just dump right in front of us into a fucking grass field. You really field. think that's cuz of the DSDs? I don't know. That, that's that's the part I don't know. I don't know if it's the DSDs or if it was our duck calling or if it was the spinning wing decoys yeah. in the field that we were at. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but it's just one of those things where you're like, "What the fuck?" Like it was just a clear demeanor change. That's crazy. And like imagine landing 150 ducks into a grass field in, at the end of November. Yeah. No. Like how or, yeah, or especially why? without snow on the ground, it's just something about the DSD it's full crazy. body goose decoy. Mm. I don't know what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. All right, that's that's pretty clear cut then. You know, like yes, but at the, the DSD t- is definitely the best full body goose decoy you can buy. Now let's talk about a step lower, real quick. What's your favorite full body decoy? Yeah, for a goose. Yeah. Mm, I mean, price point not a factor. Doesn't matter. Price point not a factor outside of DSDs. I think the Avian X full body goose is the nicest goose on the market. I'm a hundred percent in the same yeah, boat as you. I mean, it's not even close in my mind. Avian X goose decoy is fucking dope. Everything after that is whatever. A numbers game. Hundred percent. And I'll tell you what. I actually, I'm not a proponent in like the DSD mentality. I could be. You know, <laughs> like if I had some experiences like you're talking about. Maybe, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I'm much more of like a realist, you know, hunter like in the sense that like, I, I think about it from like the everyday person's perspective a lot, Yeah, you know, 
I'm not going to, with my money right now, buy DSDs. No. Because I don't think that it, it changes my opportunity a lot of the time to kill birds. Now, if I was Joe or Nick and I hunted every single day, you know, and I went to, the, you know, other places and I legitimately was hunting for six months without a day off, like those, like, like Joe does, mm-hmm. then it's worth it probably. Yeah. You know, because then there's that one out of every 20 hunts where that makes a big difference. But if I hunt 40 times a year right now, that's great. So I'm using DSDs twice a year. Right. It's not worth it for me. But anyway, let's let's move on. I think we can be really, we need to be quick because we need to get into a bunch of other shit. Gotcha. Silhouette decoys, in my mind, I'm, I mean, there are two, I think, that are better than the others Kay. because of their stake system. Specifically, I think big owls and dive bombs. I think the dive bomb stake is better. Reason being, it's thinner. And so, in my mind, the strength is still there, but it makes it way easier for me to pound it into the ground late season. Because it's thinner. Because it's a thinner stake. It can pierce through the ground Correct. Better. It pierces the ground easier, which yeah. to me is a big deal where we hunt. Um, I think that the dive bomb coloring is a little bit more vibrant. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Than big owls. So, I think that they look a little bit better. Those two decoys right there, in my mind, are definitely the the best two. I think that dive bombs are better. Yeah. That's, that's my well, opinion. And what was interesting is when we were, I mean, we still run them, but, like, people are like, oh, my God, you're running dive bomb versus Big Al. Big Al is better. They're made in the USA, whatever. And I'm like, but what about the decoy is better? Like, from a Big Al standpoint, what is better than dive bomb, right? And they all said... Well, they have a variation of the chest, that like grayish, whitish chest. You can see it from further away. Mm. And I was like, okay, I can see that. But I'm thinking, if I'm out there in the bitter cold, and I'm pounding in a stake, and I'm where the birds want to be, or they're flying over my field, aka traffic, like I'm gonna go with what's easier to set out, you know, at the end of the day. But then Dive Bomb came out with V2As. V2FAs, where they're all of those variations of the decoy show that that chest color to where you can see it. So where that came from is if you're scouting and you see a chisel plowed field, it's gonna be really freaking hard for you to see geese in there as you're just driving by, right? Down the highway. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a hard time seeing them. But what you do see is that color contrast, gray to black, right? If sure. they're in a bright yellow cornfield or a soybean field, you're going to see the the black, the brown, mm-hmm. all that shit. But if they're in a chisel plowed field, you're only going to see one color. And it's that whitish gray color. Right. So then <clears throat> Dive Bomb came out with the V2As. And, dude, I have no no doubt in my mind that Dive Bomb is a better decoy because of that. Sure. Because of that. Because they are constantly listening to their consumers. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's just... It's perfect. It's like, okay, why do you like that decoy better? Because they do this. We did it. Yep. So what? You know? And it's just, I think it's the best silhouette by far. You know, at at this point, it's a preference thing. It's like, okay, you like this company because of how they market their product. Cool. You know, I'm going to use this and still kill just as many geese as you do. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So. All right. Let's move. Go ahead. You go with it? Go ahead. All right, let's move on. We got decoys covered. Let's talk a little bit about, we can go into clothing. Now, and this is where we're going to differ, I think. Sure. You know, 
Go ahead, you start. So, dude, I've been hunting, and I've worn every type of clothing out there just because I've always been on a budget, right? I left home at 17, and I've and I've been paying for my own shit for a very fucking long time. My dad stopped duck hunting with me when I was a teenager. So everything I did for duck hunting was on my own. Sure. You know? So I've worn the canvas. I've worn Realtree. I've worn Filson, Sitka, everything. Mm -hmm. And I mean fucking everything from Walmart to Target to everything Mm -hmm. out in the field. Sure. You want to hear what I'm going to wear on a cold day? Yeah. Okay. Water hunting. I'm going to wear uninsulated waders. Yep. For starters. Yep. Uninsulated because that neoprene will make you sweat, boy. Yep. That neoprene will make you sweat and you will die two hours after you start hunting. Maybe even an hour after you start hunting. This is good. I like the way we're doing this. We can do different scenarios and we can go back and forth. Right. Okay. So So you got (laughs) non-insulated breathable waders. Yep. Are you wearing, what are you wearing under the waders then? So what I'm wearing under it is probably a pair of Duluth Trading Company like uh, like khaki style pants. Sure, like work pants. It, like work pants. And then under that, I'm wearing some sort of long john sure. or something with some sort of wool sock so it can wick the sweat away. Okay. Um, now, if I was in my my perfect opportune place, because I'm a piece of shit. So, sure. like, I'm going to go out there and just, like, throw on my stuff. Yeah, because you I forgot got th- everything at I home. Got, I got three minutes to get out the door. Yeah, you forgot everything at home. So that everyone doesn't hate me at the boat launch, right? Right. So, but if I had my opportune moment, <clears throat> dude, the Sitka gradient, gradient pants yeah. are literally the shit. Yeah. Because they got that little loop that goes underneath your feet. So when you put on your waders, they don't ride up your legs. So you don't need, uh, I forget what they're called, but they're little cuffs that goes around your jeans. Yep. Dude, I ankle wore gators. The, ankle gators. Yep. yep. I wore those every time I went duck hunting and they were a pain in my ass. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. an extra thing to remember. So if you put on those gradient pants, you are good to go, bruh. And if it's really cold, put on a pair of long johns underneath it. Mm-hmm. You know? And then um up top, I'm wearing some sort of thermal. Like uh, like not Under Armour, dude. I'm not a fan. Oh, of, I hate Under Armour. I am not a fan of yep, Under Armour. Me it neither. like chokes my neck, dude. Under Armour, like science. I feel like scientifically is proven to not make you warmer. <laughs> like <laughs> it's made to, you know, it's made to breathe. Like whether you like it or not, that that material was made to keep you cool in the summer while still having a sleeve on. Yep, that's why it was created. Was not created to keep you warm in the winter while still having a sleeve on. Right. You know, so like trying to take a product that's designed to do that, giving it the same feel, the same makeup in terms of, you know, materials, mm-hmm. and then have it provide warmth, it seems like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yes, continue. So anyway, we're in some sort of thermal. Like a, so this yeah, is like cold weather. Some right? like Henley thermal waffle knit, something or other. Yeah, dude, the the military waffle knit. Hundred percent. I'm the, with you, dog. It's the fucking shit. I'm gonna wear a t-shirt, the waffle knit, and I'm gonna wear a long sleeve shirt over it. Then I'm gonna put either a, a Filson vest on because those things are fucking insulated and it's just so nice. It's just right. so close to your skin. You don't feel like the Michelin man when you pull up your gun to your shoulder. And then I'm or I bought this Outback. Oh yeah, your leather. It's like a leather vest. Yeah, it's like a it's a wax canvas yeah. type deal, but it's super insulated. It's got like Patagonia down 
and then also like that fur on the inside. It's like that Patagonia sure. fur, synthetic fur shit. Oh, I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's, it's flannel lined or something. Fucking yeah. lit, dude. I love that thing. Right. And uh, you know what? What's one piece I really have a hard time not wearing out in the blind is the dive bomb midweight. Oh yeah, that that air yellow, hoodie. that yellow, the air hoodie. Yes. Yeah. That thing is the shit. Also, not a Michelin Man product. You right. can pull it up. To, you can pull that gun up to your shoulder. That's the that's the big thing that I found is like you can stay warm, or you're gonna have a problem bringing that gun up to your shoulder. Right. Where it's either gonna kick the shit out of you like a mule, or um, you're gonna you're gonna catch it, yeah, on your shoulder, and it just pisses me the fuck off. Yep. Now, that's like thirty degrees, twenty degrees, whatever. Now, if we're going, no, let's just finish that. Then I'll go. Then let's go to a different scenario. Yeah, and then I'm gonna wear a Filson watch cap or uh, sure. They have a Ducks Unlimited combo wool hat that is great. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, your turn. All right. Uh, it's the winter. Cold water hunt, right? Yeah. Okay. Cold water hunt. I've got on the heaviest possible weight merino wool sock. Okay. Like a darn tough or something fucking huge. Uh, then on top of that, I'm wearing, I go long johns and I don't, I don't wear like Under Armour long johns. Yeah. I buy either merino wool or like I, I legitimately love wearing all the like Walmart fruit of the loom, like thermal knit long johns. Yeah. Okay. So those, and then I've got gradient pants on 100% of the time. I literally wear gradient pants under my waders like all year, pretty much here. Um, and they have a gradient bib. I'll probably get that. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's badass. Thing looks badass as fuck. So that's, that's what I've got on, um, for bottoms. And then up top, I will go, uh, waffle, like a thermal, like mm-hmm. a Henley thermal or something. And then I will go with a usually either a hooded sweatshirt or like a crew neck sweatshirt of some kind mm-hmm. or like a bigger sweater. Yep. Then I wear a vest. Then I've got an insulating jacket. So usually my Filson ultralight. Yep. Um, that is a really good piece. Too. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, and then typically some kind of outer. So depending on the circumstance, then, then yeah, then some kind of outer layer jacket. So either like a, I have a Filson uh, wading jacket which is like washed or wax canvas. And then, or just, I have like a, a Filson rain jacket. Yep. <clears throat> Those would be my outer layers, right? Um, and then definitely some kind of like watch cap or something. I'm a beanie guy. I was going to say too, for gloves, I keep like three to four pairs of gloves in my fucking <laughs> blind bag. Okay. That's the toughest and, part, dude. <clears throat> dude, I'm going to tell you something right now. Those five pack, five dollar a pair jersey knit gloves at any like hardware store. Roll a pair of them up. They are so small rolled up, and put a pair in your blind bag, because when all three pairs of your gloves get wet, and that's the only gloves you have to wear, they will keep your hands warm. That I wear them all winter working negative negative ten degrees in Minnesota. Okay, that just said. Now, I think you're on the same page with me probably, but. I keep a pair of, I go unlined. I know you wear lined, but I yeah. have unlined leather gloves that are really nice and broken. And then I typically keep a pair of fingerless wool gloves. Yep. Um, and then like I, I keep leather mittens actually in my blind bag. As I'm getting older, that's the one thing we'll talk about too. 
I'm starting to see the benefit to a big blind bag. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about being mobile anymore. Like, I'll put it on my back. I don't care. I'm I'm going to get that Filson backpack. Mm. That dry bag. I'm I'm just going to do it. Because I'm I'm done being in the blind and being like, well, if I just had a knife. <laughs> or, you know, like, me and you got stranded. Ugh. That gave me a whole new idea of what I should have on me. God. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, my God. Anyway, that's probably my glove lineup. I know you probably just keep a pair of, like, those lined yeah. leather gloves. Yeah, those lined uh, farm gloves. And then this year, Cabela started selling a Gore-Tex wrapped farm glove. Oh, yeah. And, dude, those have been fucking phenomenal. However, I was just hunting with my dad not too long ago, and I was wearing those gloves. And metal, cold metal in negative degree temps just goes right through your gloves. And it is terrible, you know. So I don't know how someone's going to fix that, but I think someone needs to come out with like a... Battery operated. Someone's got to fix the glove Someone's situation, bro. Someone's got to fix the fucking glove Someone's situation. Someone's got to fix the glove you, situation. You need the dexterity and yeah. you need the warmth. 100%. Because right now, it's not out there. Got to be. It's not out there. Got to be think, an answer And for I think this. people have been trying to figure this out for fucking I 200 feel like years. They've got to have been. My God. And if someone hasn't been, what are we doing in society? We're going to start it. Fuck. We're, we're going to have to do it if no one's doing it. We're going to call every company and be like, you doing this? And be like, no. Like, Fine, fuck it, we'll do it. Well, fuck it, we'll do it. Fuck it, we'll, fuck do, it it, we'll do it live. Um, exactly. <laughs> but, dude, yeah. if I'm in, like, bitter, fucking cold, rainy, fuck you temps, I'm going to wear the Skagit jacket from Phil. Yeah, that's a great jacket. Dude, that jacket is $350 retail, and that thing is 100% waterproof, 100% windproof, it's got the really nice pockets up here. Oh, by so fleece line perfection. It's fleece line perfection. And then the cuffs on the jacket are so tight that when you put them into that pocket, they don't get hung up and your wrists don't get cold. Yeah. That's the big thing for me, dude. And I thought the Sitka Hudson jacket was the shit and the layout jacket was the shit. And then I, I switched to the Skagit jacket and I'm like, oh my God, my wrists fit into the pocket first try. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there's no bullshit, dude. Here's here's the thing I love about the Filson products for me, mm-hmm. right? I don't necessarily feel like some of this new stuff is warmer. I don't f- just feeling, right? Because I remember as a kid feeling warm, and it was bundled up with like Sherpa and freaking fleece line stuff, yeah, you know, and like kid. the old yeah. dude, like you're wearing right now, like an old Columbia like fuzzy fleece, you know, mm-hmm. like the yeah, and like to me that's warm, right? Mm-hmm. It feels warm and it is warm and that's how I want to feel when I'm hunting. Filson basically gives you that feeling, but with a modern fit. Yep. That's that's why I like it. It's an athletic fit. Yeah, it's an athletic fit. It's not like form fitted. You're you not know? you're not the Michelin man, but at the same time you're not gonna run a marathon. Right. You know? I love that feeling. It is a really that good cozy, feeling. old fuzzy fleece. It's just tried and true. I know, dude. Okay. Anyway. All right. Next deal. Yeah. You want to go like early season? Uh, Sure. Like warm temps? Sure. Um, Really quick, though, I was going to say I my waiters have been late season. Um, The Avery Heritage. They're uh, insulated. Yeah. Um, 
and we don't really need to do you know warm season i guess but like for the most part i go i do wear fly fishing waders to start my season so i wear like completely non-insulated completely stocking foot you know breathable yeah waders yeah but at the and and i've been wearing cabela's brand like 220 250 dollars a pair where it's just like it's just the the waterproof shit on the outside right it's like 1200 gram thin slit boot and dude i've gone through so many fucking pairs but at the same time i'm not going to pay for drake i'm not going to pay for banded banded i'm not going to pay for all these other fucking brands that are selling waders for 400 bucks like at this point i'm to the point where i've worn the sitka waiter and i've worn the sheen Mm -hmm. gear waiter and i'm and i'm just trying to figure out which one i should pull the trigger on sure now is it a thousand dollars yeah (laughs) right now is it a thousand dollars yeah and I, think I, I look, love the, and I think yeah. they look great and I think the buckles on them are great. You know, it's the same concept where it's right. not like if you pull it up to your shoulder, you're going to get cut on the buckle. Like, I love that, that thing. I just got to figure out for me, which one I'm going to spend the money on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, I'm going to make the waiters. I like my Avery's, you yeah. know, they're bulky a little bit, but they're warm as hell. They're the, by far the warmest waiter I've ever had. It's not even close. Are you sweating a bunch? No. No, I'm not sweating. They're them. breathable enough. Yeah, I think so, 100. percent Like, I don't. I never. I don't have a single memory this year, even like hulking gear around and moving it, where I'm like, man, I'm sweating my ass off in these. So, so you're the big green giant. You're yeah. hulking it around, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's hulking, hucking. Oh well, that's hucking is throwing. You know, I don't know, hulking it around. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yeah. dude. Yes. Uh, in the beginning of the year, though, I just wear fly fishing waders. You basically wear the same pair of waders the whole year. No, literally. Yeah. The, in, the entire year. Because I mean, I, I can't afford. Yeah. It's a horse apiece. Right. For me, between the sheen and the, the Sitka sick, waders. Yeah. But, and and the only thing that's holding me back from the Sitka deal is their zipper bullshit. Mm-hmm. Dude, the zippers on the bibs for the Sitka waders, they just tell you you need to clean out your zippers. It's like, hey, man, it's negative five. It's 10 degrees. What am, what am I going to go to the hose? Am I going to soak them in the tub to right. clean out the zippers? Now, picture your guide. Picture your guy going and traveling for a weekend. What am I going to soak it in the tub at the Airbnb or the hotel I'm at and then pray to God they dry out by the next right, morning? Right. Fuck no. Right. No, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to have a hose on hand or a pressure washer where I can just spray the shit out of it. And if you're going to use a pressure washer, you might poke a hole in the in the fuckers. You know, yeah. So there's that whole debate for me where it's like I don't know if I'm gonna go through that with Sitka, and they're gonna be like, just clean out your zipper. So, dude, that's why I just bought those Compass 360 Deadfall zip waders. That's right, yeah. the fly fishing waders. That's this is the whole reason, is because I want to try those and see how I like the zipper for two hundred and fifty dollars before. I spend a grand because I'm gonna like I like wearing the fly fishing waders early season. I like the boots better than boot foot waders, okay. so I'm always gonna do that no matter what. Especially when they're 250 bucks a pair, mm-hmm. you know. And I also like having the fly fishing waders for traveling because they are easier to haul, no matter what, you know. Well, they're just thinner; they can compress more. Right, and that and they're even they are way smaller than like the Sitka waders travel wise. So I'll keep a pair. But to me, that's why I bought them. So I can try mm. that out. But, all right, um, blind bag wise. Dude, I am fucking in love with the dive bomb blind bag. Dude. Yeah. Because before that, I was using a, a plastic bag. 
you know. You didn't because, have a blind bag before that. No, I did. No, I, had, I know. I back the, in the day, you did. And I had the, the rig, I had years. the rig and right blind bag, and one got stolen, one got lost, and then the other one got so waterlogged with water. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not gonna use it. Yeah, this is a piece of shit. And it, and it was too small. The rig and right blind bag. It is too small. You run into the, the too small or too big I argument. Know. Yep. It's like, okay, am I wearing a fucking backpack? Or am I wearing something that I can stick in my layout blind that can right. go next to me and won't affect how much of my shotgun is hanging out of the blind bag? Or, yeah. Or is it pushing up against the sides and I'm trying to get my shells and then I open up the blind bag and it's like I have to like hurt my bare hand. I can't reach in it with gloves because it's too tight. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. It's just like, fuck, what do I do? And so the the dive bomb bag, I was hunting in cattails a bunch this year. And you don't have anything to put down there. And so it's like, okay, I'm, my blind bag's going to sit in the water. You sure. know, it's going to have two inches of water at the bottom of it no matter what. And um, that thing was the shit. Yeah. Zero water inside of it. Zero condensation. My li- I put my physical license in the thing. I was expecting a lot of condensation in there. I could read it at the end of the year. Mm. I could read it. Yep. That's incredible. And it's so big. It's as big as you want it to be. It can be as small as you want it to be or as big as you want it to be. Sure. Yep. I fucking loved it. And I know you use an old banded bag. I do, yeah. I it, I like it because it's the perfect size. Mm. It's a banded Air 2 is the actual like model I'm of it. I'm guessing it's not made anymore, right? It, it Now they're onto this Air 2. Mine is the original Air. It's mm. a banded Air blind bag or whatever. It's now it's a banded air too. I don't really know what changed. I don't really know. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, the only thing that sucks is I, f- I fucking broke the zipper on the side. Mm-hmm. The side pouch. So I've still been using it, but I've got to get someone to fix the zipper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I love it. It's shadow grass, which I love. Sh- I just love shadow grass. Um, mm-hmm. But then it solves that dilemma of like too small, too big. Because it's like the perfect size. Uh, that said, next year I'm... I um I'm gonna put in order for that Filson backpack mm. this year and use it in Texas, and the reason for that is because we do travel and we do fly, so my system now I think will be like around home probably use my banded bag, and then for travel specifically, I'm gonna have that Filson backpack so I can use it as my personal bag on the plane too. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna carry a one of those dive bomb dry line bags. Mm-hmm. just a dry bag i'm gonna fold that way down and put it in there so if i get to the place i'm going and it's a layout situation or something i can leave the backpack at home there you and go. i can just take that dry that dive bomb bag so that's smart anyway yeah that that's my system you know i know you're just gonna ride with that yeah that dive bomb bag is big enough too to be like a plane bag yeah you know i brought it, really it to is. hawaii with me and use yeah. it as like a cooler even though it's not insulated you know? Yeah, the thing I liked about the Filson backpack is that it's also got that waist strap. And I was thinking a lot about when we were in North Dakota this year and like hauling gear <laughs> in and out constantly. Yeah. And so that's a big thing too that's in my head. It's like, well, if I have those types of situations, that backpack is going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, calls. Calls uh, for duck calls. There are three duck calls that I really like right now. Okay. The consistent one is the JJ Layers Hybrid, and you just have to figure out what read works best for you. I think it's a 5.5 for the stock read, but I'm blowing a 7.5. 
And, okay. it's, and it's the fucking shit, dude. It is so good. Um, the other call, the other brand that I would use is the Mokir Old Riverman. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, stock out of the box, um, this is if you're a very advanced duck caller and you're very particular about what you want, you probably will have to tune it a little bit because it's not laser etched like the JJ Lairs is, whereas the Lairs is like, here are your different reads, pick which one works for you and run with it. Whereas Scott's is more of like a, okay, you might have to trim it, dog ear it to where you need it. But the thing with trimming your own duck reeds is you have to take off such minimal amounts to get it to where you want it to be if you are going to be finicky about it. So that's my second one. And then the third is the Maker's Origin. And then I really like their cut down. I'm a big fan of it. The Origin is the closest duck call I've found to a JJ Lairs hybrid. That guy is good at what he does for sure. Sure. Very, very good. Um, and then the cut down is a cut down. And I had to trim mine down a little bit because it was too heavy. Mm. But once I trimmed it down, solid as fuck. Gotcha. Solid. What about you? Uh, I mean, my two favorite duck hauls right now are the Old River Man and uh, the JJ Lairs Hybrid. Mm. And it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even close. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need those. You don't need these calls to kill birds. Oh, well, of course. You can kill ducks with a Haydel DR85. Mm-hmm. Swear to God. And I'm, and I'm dead-ass serious about that. You will not easily shoot more ducks by having a better duck call. Uh-huh. You would have to be a better duck caller. True. So. True. 100%. So anyway. So that's for, for goose, goose calls. Yeah. <clears throat> goose calls for me right now... Uh, Really love my Triumph. Mm-hmm. I like the tone I get out of a Triumph better than I do out of the Rush. Mm. Personally, I feel like I get a more goosey tone. Yeah, but you are a much more accomplished caller, so go ahead. Um, my favorite goose call by far is the Mulgear Triumph, and then straight behind that is the Reflex. And the reason why I will always have those two calls on my lanyard is because the Triumph is a low lower sounding goose like it's a a true giant canada goose in my opinion and now not everyone can pick up that call and sound like a giant canada goose it's by how you call right right and it's your tone um and then the reflex is used in my opinion for trafficking where like you're calling a geese they're not responding very well you pull out a higher pitch call and that thing runs like a motherfucker, dude. I can just double cluck till the day's end on a reflex. It's just that compression chamber in the reflex just makes it run so hard and it's so crisp. Another goose call that I really like is the uh, Heron game calls. And they have an unbelievable lesser call. Now that thing kicks my ass. That thing takes a decent amount of air, but it's like my favorite lesser call that I've picked up mm. for sure. <clears throat> and then uh, what's after that on what they give out is the SRT3. That thing runs, dude. It's mm. it's It was very difficult for me to tune just because I'm not used to the... They bend the tip of the reed like a Tim Grounds does. Sure. Um, so it took me a second to figure out the sweet spot, 
But once I figured out that sweet spot, it's a really fucking nice call, man. Yeah. And <laughs> Rusty and Ben are dope as shit. But like, those are my my goose calls. And then Tim Grounds, of course, makes an amazing goose call as well. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just it's just not my personal. Just, it's just harder for me to blow it. It's harder. It is yeah. harder. And it's really hard to tune because they're so precise. Hunter, Tim did a really good job with <clears> it. And Hunter does a really good job with it, too. But it's so precise yeah. that if you don't get it perfect, it will sound weird. For sure. So, like, if you're going to tear apart a Tim Grounds call and you don't know what you're doing. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's that's about all I got for me yeah. in the in the gear review. Yeah. You know, we can go over shot shells a different time because I'm very opinionated on those as well. Well, I was going to just mention a few other products that I think make make my hunting year a lot more successful. Go ahead. We don't have to do a big review on stuff. Mm-hmm. Sound gear. I'm not kidding you. If you care about your hearing like a know, little bit. I didn't know we were going into hearing protection. but Dude, I'm, I'm just thinking like anything we used this year on every hunt, right? Yeah. And that's that's this is what's cool, right? The little nuances, right? Okay. Sound gear for sure. Then, And I'm going to tell you why. Just really quick. They spend way more money than you can imagine on research and development. And it's not even comparable in quality and R&D and backing, right? Than wild deer or... Tetra. Tetra. I mean... Walker. Boo. I'm not kidding you when I say that. And it's a lifetime warranty on Sound Gear Customs. Okay? 100%. Buy once, cry once. That is a legit thing right there, through and through. Well, and, um, and what they did with the rechargeable versus the battery door thing. Dude, oh, yeah. That's amazing now. They're rechargeable. No battery change. It's perfect. I use it for construction. I use it for hunting. Yeah. I use it for talking on the phone in the truck. Like... They're amazing. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, I love them. Um, Onyx, in my mind, not joking. I don't think there is an alternative. Like there's, there's there other companies the, like I Base know Map. you know what I mean when I'm saying that. Yeah, I just there I, are other companies that are gonna do that, but they're not. They're not thinking about it from the mind of a hunter. I can promise you that. That's that's a really good way of putting it. From my experience, so. That's that's not close. Uh, I think that the Lacrosse Alpha Burley Pro sixteen hundred gram Thinsulate is the warmest boot on the market. Yeah, you gonna sweat, bro, dude? I don't sweat in them. It depends if you wear wool socks. If you're not wearing wool socks in the winter in cold situations, you're making a drastic mistake. Oh, for sure. But anyway, those boots for me make my year. Uh, I've got a Kershaw. Replaceable blade folding knife mm-hmm. that I use to breast every bird carried in my blind bag. I love it. See, I love uh, Outdoor Edge. Oh, you can Outdoor replace, Edge is amazing. You can replace the blade. Yeah. And it's not like a, like Havilon is like a little scalpel. And it's too so, small. It's too small. And when you're, when you're going around the breastplate of the bird, when you, when you cut down the sternum and then you go around the breastplate, it's just you have that thickness of the night where you can actually follow the breastplate, whereas with the Havilon, you pierce through the right the breastplate. You can damn near cut the breastplate, and it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And I and I see my meat having like jaggedies, jagged shit, and then I'm like, okay, now I need to cut off that little piece. Now that's gonna be a little appetizer for the dog sure. or for someone, you know that that shit pisses me off. But yeah. I'm I'm actually a big fan of muck boots. Yeah. Like the Arctics, you think they're warmer than lacrosse boots? Arctic sports, yep. Really? I think so. They're less clunky as well. Sure. 
Yeah, that is one thing. The the lacrosse boots are big. They're they're big. They're very. They, big. they don't call them Alpha Burleys for nothing. Right. Yeah. You know. No, you are Shrek. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. No, you are Shrek. This is my swamp. <laughs> for real though. For real though. <laughs> you are Shrek though. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh man. Anyway, um, what yeah. else you got off the top of your head? Oh man, I don't know. Cup of coffee. You know what? The little things make a difference, man. They just do. Dude, a coffee and the cig in the blind. Oh my god, you you just can't get over a hot cup of coffee and Dude, a cig and a good cup of coffee though. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know what I mean. Oh, like in Rob's like a Jurespresso. Jura, like a Jurespresso. Yeah. Jurespresso, dude. Like Jurespresso, a thermos of Jurespresso will make your life fuck your so life so much better. Bing at bong, thirty a.m. Bing bong, yeah. Just bing bong, hundred percent. Jurespresso, dude. Get the fuck out. Get a good blind bag, you know. Put Go some ahead. stuff in it, man. Go ahead. Put a snacky snack in there. Yeah. Yeah. Bring a thermos, dude. Why 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 are people asking us what's our favorite blind snack is? You know what? Put something in my belly. But you know, what is that's your all favorite I give blind a snack? Fuck though. about. You know what, man? I'm not bringing it. That's the that's problem. That's for sure. That's the problem. I'm not bringing it. So for someone's sure. like, "Hey, man, I got some extra summer sausage from this elk yes. that I shot." Joey said yes. Or this antelope, or I got some dots pretzels, or I got some fucking yeah, uh, Chex mix, or I got some trail mix. Hey, man, you got food? Put it in me. <laughs> Oh yeah, give it. <laughs> give. Is it gonna pop my feeling? Don't care. Give it. <laughs> give it over here. Yeah. No, I feel you. All right, guys. I actually like that one. Thank you for listening. That's the only podcast that we've done that Cal's actually liked. So um, that is actually be sure this to is follow the first us one. on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all that shit. TikTok, that's TikTok. A, that's the big one. That's the big one right now. And, hey, uh, by the way, though, please leave us a review. I know we hit our reviews, okay, but let's. Let's keep them going. It didn't oh, have to stop. Oh, my God, dude. I almost forgot one more thing. 